From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, the markets, <laughs> they're bad. And Stacey Elliott, writer from Decrypt, interviews Spencer Dinwiddie, NBA star and founder of Galaxy. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Good morning, everyone. Actually, is it a good morning? <laughs> I haven't seen a market down like this in a minute. It's Monday, June 13th, 2022. You know, what's going to be surprising today is the lack of news over the weekend. I didn't do anything over the weekend. Didn't even look at Decrypt. Didn't look at any headlines. When I woke up this morning after, obviously, some cardio in the gym, some breakfast, started planning the show, I looked at Decrypt's page and I was like, there wasn't anything going on this whole weekend besides a lot of down markets and this Celsius thing that I want to get into. Very, very interesting. And I think that, well, I don't know what I think yet, but I can't wait to read the news to you. I hope everybody had a good weekend. It was a great weekend over here in Ohio. Great weather, great times, lots of things to do. My grandfather's 90th birthday was this weekend. So we had a 90th birthday weekend. So on Thursday, we went to the Cleveland Guardians game. It was about 20 Deemers there uh, just watching the Guardians game. Saturday, I'm sorry, Friday was my grandfather's 90th birthday. Saturday was a cousin's get-together. And then yesterday, I went out to brunch with my dad and my brother, and he's in town. My dad lives in Florida. So it was just a great weekend with family. I hope you guys had a great weekend too. But that's enough rambling for me. Let's get into the... <laughs> I don't know if I want to do this. This is going to hurt. Let's get into those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And I'm recording this at 8.26 a.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. We have Bitcoin sitting at $24,170. It's only down 12.12% in 24 or 23% in 7. Ethereum is at $1,245, only down... 15.3% in 24, or 35% in 7. Tether's number 3, USDC's number 4, and BNB's at 225, down 13% in 24, or 27% in 7. Running off the top 10, we have BUSD, Cardano, XRP, Solana, and Dogecoin. And Dogecoin's at 5 cents, down 17% in 24. The total market cap is down 12.2% in 24, and it plunged below $1 trillion. It's at $970.2 billion. Yowzers. <laughs> Yowzers. Uh, we have a BTC dominance of 46.8 and an F dominance of 15.2. Let's go into the coin of the day. Without surprise, the new coin of the day is down 14.1% at 0.0074 cents. It is Sun New. The new Sun, apparently. It's ranked number 199 at CoinMarketCap. Its ticker is SUN. Surprise, surprise. Its total market cap is $78.4 million. 
its fully diluted market cap is $150.7 million. The all-time high for Sun was 5.4 cents. It's down almost 90% since then. That was set eight months ago in October. And the all-time low was three hours ago. Oh, okay. We're just really having a bad day, aren't we? It's up 1.2% since then. You can buy Sun at Binance, KuCoin, Gate.io, Poloniex, Bybit, OKX, Mexi, Toco Crypto, Wazirx, and you get the point. So what is Sun? What is Sun? Well, Sun.io platform is Tron's first one-stop platform that supports stablecoin swaps, token mining, and self-governance. The new Sun token is a multifunctional governance token on the Sun platform, similar to the CRV token of CurveDAO and EPS token of Ellipsis. And it will grant token holders various rights and benefits such as the voting and government's rights of the community, value capture, and staking rewards. So that's Sun.io platform. Ticker SUN, rate number 199 on CoinMarketCap. Moving into the news today. Okay, so I have two big pieces of news, and then we're going to go into the interview with Stacy and Spencer. And so this one, they're both very interesting. But this one is, this is the cream right here. This is the cream. Anyway, so the New York-based Celsius announced that it's freezing all withdrawals and transfers between accounts late on Sunday night. The firm claimed that it's taking this action to put Celsius in a better position to honor over time its withdrawal obligations. So what is Celsius? Celsius is a place where you can put your crypto and either take collateralized loans on your crypto or earn rewards on your crypto, staking rewards and APY, percentage on your crypto. For example, uh, a lot of people are putting and staking their crypto there so they can earn on their holdings. So for example, say you have 100,000 in USDC. At one point, I think they're paying around 9% APY, which is around $10,800 a year. So it seems very advantageous to earn 900 bucks a month or so on your crypto and just keep your crypto there and they keep paying you interest. Well, you still want your $100,000 back. And a lot of people have a lot more than that in there. So if all of a sudden you can't access your 100K or maybe 200 or maybe your million dollars there, you're going to be freaking out a little bit. And a lot of people are. And this is why CEL, the token underpinning Celsius platform, responded to the announcement by plunging 70%. 24 hours ago, it was at 49.2 cents. Right now, it's around 19 cents, but it dropped to a low of 18 cents. Celsius tweeted, We are taking this necessary action for the benefit of our entire community in order to stabilize liquidity and operations while we take steps to preserve and protect assets. Furthermore, customers will continue to accrue rewards during this pause in line with our commitment to our customers. Ryan Selkis, CEO of Masari, tweeted, Crypto lenders, exchanges, and custodians should have proof of reserves and public disclosures requirements on their lending books immediately. Full stop. Stop fucking around and cover the basics, which I 100% agree. Zach Prince, who is the CEO of BlockFi, who is basically the same kind of service as Celsius and Nexo, which we'll get to Nexo in a minute, said all products and services at BlockFi continue to operate normally, including loans, interest earnings, trading, credit card and deposits, withdrawals, and so on. We have zero staked F exposure and exited the principal positions we had in GBTC last fall. As of midnight on Sunday, and as I just checked now, the Celsius CEO, Alice Mashinsky, has been silent on Twitter. And his company, Celsius, has been posting on Twitter, you know, updating people, but he has not said a word. During that time, Nexo, which shares a pretty kind of similar business model to Celsius, 
their token dropped 25%. So there's four companies that I, I think are the biggest players. We have Voyager, which is Canadian, uh, BlockFi and Celsius, which is American, and Nexo, which I don't know where they are, but long story short, those four. And well, even though Nexo's token dropped by 25%, that didn't shake them at all because they responded to the news of Celsius pausing withdrawals with a proposal for a buyout. <laughs> Nexo, they took to Twitter this morning to post a letter of intent, outlining its potential interest to acquire certain remaining qualifying assets, mainly collateralized loan receivables secured by corresponding collateralized assets, brand assets, and customer database of the business of Celsius Network LLC and Celsius Lending LLC. The letter reads, Nexo has been an independent observer of the latest developments at Celsius and is mindful of the detrimental repercussions for retail investors and the blockchain community at large. Nexo's underlying sustainable business model has allowed it to maintain financial stability in any market circumstances. And as a result, the company is in a solid liquidity and equity position to help mitigate the consequences of Celsius' distressed state. According to Nexo, the offer will remain in effect for one week until 4.30 a.m. UTC on June 20th, 2022, unless accepted or rejected by Celsius or withdrawn prior to that time. So long story short, we can only speculate what's happening at Celsius, what they're doing, why they paused deposits and withdrawals. Um, it looks as though they just don't have the money to do what they say they're going to do. And even though it's collateralized backed loans, we just don't know their business practices. So we're going to have to wait until we get more information on this, or at least I get more information. It could be out there already. But as of right now, <laughs> this is the information I have. And tomorrow morning, if I have more, I most certainly will tell you the scoops because there's lots of money locked up in Celsius. And a lot of people are probably really sweating bullets right now. The second piece of news that I thought was very interesting was that an online anonymous petition created by Coinbase employees has been circulating. And basically, it's in the wake of a lot of applicants job offers being rescinded. Also, the stock price. Also, anyway, lots of different things. Uh, Brian Armstrong, the CEO of Coinbase, said that this online petition is really dumb. So you're probably wondering, what is this petition? Well, it is a petition that lists eight reasons to vote no confidence on the board and the executives of Coinbase. Those reasons include the failure of Coinbase NFT platform, aggressively hiring for thousands of roles despite the fact that it is an unsustainable plan, and toxic workplace culture. Toxic workplace culture, if you want to refer back to about a year ago, where Brian Armstrong basically had a no BS rule. He said no politics in the office, in Coinbase, you do your job. This is what we're doing here. I don't care if you're left, you're right, you're conservative, you're liberal, you're woke, you're not woke. Doesn't matter. You're coming to Coinbase to work on cool things in the crypto space. That's it. And that was a hard line. Some people, actually very few people, left because of it. He offered severance pack packages. He said, if you don't like this rule, you can leave. Here's, I think, I don't, I can't remember how much he was going to give. I think it was something like very generous, like six months. Here's your, here's your severance package. Leave the company. I get it, but you can't work here. Most people stayed, but I think that that was just included into the petition. Well, on Friday, Brian Armstrong snapped back. And here's his tweets of snapping back. First tweet says, this is really dumb on multiple levels. First of all, you want to vote for no confidence? You should do it on me and not blame the executives. Who do you think is running the company? I was a little offended not to be included. Second, if you have no confidence in the execs or CEO of this company, then why are you working at that company? Quit and find a company to work at that you believe in. 
Third, making suggestions of how to improve the company is a great idea. In fact, we expect everyone to be part of that. But our culture is to praise in public and criticize in private. Fourth, posting this publicly is so deeply unethical because it harms your fellow co-workers along with shareholders and customers. It's also dumb because if you get caught, you'll be fired. And it's just not an effective way to get what you want. Next, he says, beware of your own psychology. In any down market, people want to start pointing fingers and find someone to blame. This is just not in companies, by the way. Countries see an increase in polarization when things are down. Recognize this mental trap and don't fall into it. Teams have to pull together and act as one company during difficult periods, not turn on each other. Remember, the enemies are not within. Everyone around you is an ally. There are probably lots of things we could be doing better. But if you're at a place where you want to leak stuff externally, then it's time for you to go. You're hurting yourself and those around you. And while we're at it, he says, let me address the dot collector piece, since this was probably leaked by someone feeling similarly, or maybe even the same person. I was shocked to see how much play this got for such a small thing in the organization. We have tested a lots of different HR tools, vendors over the years, and we are constantly looking at new ones. We had two teams try this tool for a quarter, I think, and found people didn't use it much. And when they did, most of the feedback was positive. So we aren't planning on using it, a non-event in my point of view. Then someone leaks it and creates the run of news and misinformation, people feeding on fear in an unhealthy way. Brian Armstrong he continues to say, the only thing that's interesting here is the confluence of a down market and the size we're at means we're going to have a small number of individuals in the organization who think that it's interesting to leak stuff externally and see how much attention they can get. Sad to say, but this is going to happen periodically given the size we're at. Remote work can exacerbate this, I think, and it's part of why we try to get our teams together in person periodically. Being physically separated each day can contribute to an unhealthy us-versus-them mentality. People forget we're on the same team. Anyway, 99.9% .9 of the company has important work to do. So if you can stop distracting us, that would be great. And we'll get back to the work of building cool stuff. If you're unhappy about something, work as part of the team to raise it along with a proposed solution. It's easy to be a critic. It's hard to be part of the solution. If you can't do that and you're going to leak rant externally, then quit. Thanks. What do you think of Brian Armstrong's reply? What do you think of Coinbase in general? There's been a lot of news about Coinbase over the last year. What do you think of how you, it's being ran? Let me know. Matthew Aaron at decrypt.co. And finally today, we're going to end with Stacey Elliott, writer from Decrypt, interviewing NBA star and founder of Galaxy, Spencer Dinwiddie. You can find the full episode at decrypt.co. I wanted to ask a little bit about the social token space because that has been, I guess, maybe a little contentious in crypto, like the whole idea that you can kind of tokenize who you are and what you do in whatever industry you're in and just tokenizing, you know, interactions with people. Um, you know, what do you think has made Galaxy a winning uh, idea and what do you think has made you guys so successful in that space? Because a lot of people have tried it. Yeah, I mean, um, quite honestly, I think our secret sauce comes down to um, our network. Like at the end of the day, I mean, not to pat me and Solo on the back, but it, it's a definitely a different experience when one phone call can get you in touch with, you know, Ezekiel Elliott or Matt James or LeBron James, for that matter. You know what I mean? Like, uh, whereas a lot of people they have to jump through different hoops and and where we can say, hey, try this as a favor for us and, and join our family. Um, other people might have to pay a million dollars, ten million dollars, whatever it is, like just to have that one person join. It hamstrings the network 
um, mm. you know, immensely when that when that happens. So I would say our, our secret sauce kind of comes down to to the two founders at the end of the day. Um, as far as social tokens and and those uh, that premise being kind of highly debated in the um, crypto space and just you know in life, I would say look look at the landscape of where we are, right? Especially since uh you know COVID hit, everybody's mm-hmm. trying to figure out how they can stay home and get paid by being themselves. Yeah. Now if you tokenize that and try to make it apples to apples trading, you know what I mean, and things of that nature, then you're just trying to like make the space a little bit more seamless and, and have value flow a little more seamlessly. So I don't think what we're doing is uh contentious when the world is pushing that direction anyway. You know, mm-hmm. if people didn't want to get paid for interactions, you know, Instagram wouldn't be trying to figure out how to monetize things or creating shops for people. Only fans wouldn't be, you know, a multi-billion dollar business, uh, you know, with different types of interactions of course um you know you you wouldn't have these things that i mean cameo wouldn't have had its day in the sun i know it's struggling now but you know wouldn't have had it its initial pop i mean everywhere we see people trying to stay at home Mm -hmm. get paid for doing stuff that they like or deem to be fun but not really have to do the the hard work they're not they're not rushing out to be oil drillers or even doctors really as much anymore it's like how can i you know just be Spencer and get some money for that. And it right. takes a, a community. And I think that's why Galaxy will be the winning bet at the end of the day, because I think the community will be the strongest. And it starts with the network of people that um, are at the ground level. Okay. And then what can you tell me about adoption? Where are you seeing, um, you know, strong adoption? What segments of the market are you seeing people really sign on? And where do you want to see it still grow some more? Like, where do you think you can kind of grow into? Oh, man, that's yeah, that's tough. I mean, right now, just like with any emerging asset class, because remember, it's only been around, what, 10 years, right? If, mm-hmm. if we go all the way back to what, 2011 or so when Bitcoin was created. Yeah. And even then it was, you know, tiny exactly. at that time. And for any any asset class, 10 years is nothing, right? Like you need 100 years under your belt at least. Right. So, you know, it's like it's like the gold rush. People want to make money. And right now, the, the wave is NFTs you know, uh, pictures of monkeys and things like that, um, which I think are fun and they have their place. And I think gamification is going to be great uh, for the space because uh, we look at, you know, esports and everything going on in the world as well. Gamification is a, a language that speaks fluently globally. Mm-hmm. Um, but even in terms of NFTs as a whole, like we're, we're, we're barely scratching the surface of that technology, like to be able to have non-fungible tokens and to be able to have uh you know secure escrow accounts and things like that it's going to transform all industries i mean finance uh you know how we keep records medical field like it's going to transform industries in ways that we don't even know yet um so that's the growth i'm looking forward to right like and hopefully we play a small part in in that learning curve by increasing the adoption rate and i know Mm -hmm. that we're at um more of the leisurely or fun side of the crypto landscape we're not necessarily tap targeting the the super hard hitting things like you know nostro vostro accounts or bank-to-bank transactions and right. you know central bank currencies and things like that but you know i do hope that the little bit of awareness that we can add to the space as a whole um helps that go forward thank you for listening to this episode of the decrypt daily my name is matthew deemer i'll be back tomorrow and until then Good luck hodling, everyone.